Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Disney Dining Show. I'm Craig Williams, and today I'm going to be recapping some Disney Dining reviews with you. And this week we have two brand new reviews to feature, as well as two old ones that are courtesy of yours truly right now. And this was a slow week for for us in terms of dining reviews. I think we're all just busy with a lot of projects. So uh, luckily, we were able to get two out. I know that I have a couple right now that still need edited that we'll be able to hear and see if you watch them on YouTube. But I know we'll still have a lot that we'll have coming up here in the next couple weeks. But this one's a bit on the slow side, but hopefully you still enjoy it nonetheless. But before I get started, of course, I need to mention, like we do on everything, that this is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, the experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. And if you like us and the content that we bring you, please remember to use Dreams Unlimited Travel because that's the best way you can support us. Booking your vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel means you are making sure that you can continue to hear or see content from the Diz. So you can get more information in a free, no obligation quote at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. And just remember that when you book a vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel, you're not going to spend any more money. There is no extra fees. In fact, your agents will look for the lowest price available if that's what you want. Or if you want to spend more money than you've ever done before on a vacation, they will also look for ways to do that. But they're there to just help you not to get in the way and make sure that you have the perfect trip. So once again, dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Get started on planning that next vacation today. But let's get ahead into this week's dining reviews. Let's get ahead. I don't... Oh, man, already stumbling over my words pretty quickly into this two minutes, and I'm really screwing up, so this is going to be a fun one. But luckily, I get to take breaks along the way with this. But our first dining review comes courtesy of Fiasco, and this is a limited-time review. So while I said it's a brand-new review, I don't know if it's relevant anymore just because, well, I don't go to Disney Springs often enough. But Fiasco and his wife did go to Disney Springs just uh, very recently last week to get a limited time strawberry and chocolate swirl Dole Whip. And uh, Fiasco is really riding that Dole Whip train right now because uh, very recently he also got the watermelon Dole Whip. So I'm guessing this is from the same place, Marketplace Snacks, but I didn't do enough research on it. I I honestly didn't even watch the video, so let's not even let's not even pretend like I did here. But we're going to all listen to it together and see if it's enjoyable. So, uh, without further ado, I'll let Fiasco take it away. Hello, everybody, Fiasco and Haley here back at Disney Springs to head up, hit up Marketplace Snacks, just like I said we would, because they have the new. Strawberry Chocolate Swirl Valentine's Day Dole Whip available just for February. So we gotta hit that up, we gotta check it out. We're really excited to do that. Before we dig in though, let us let you know, these videos here on the Disney Dining Channel, they are brought to you by dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Let our travel experts help you plan that next vacation. All that information and more down in the description below, but Happy Valentine's Day. Let's get our sweet tooth satisfied. Let's go. All right, we are socially distanced in our secret spot. It's in behind Wolfgang Puck Express. Don't tell them that. Yeah, the, se kidding. the secret's out. 
but uh, masks off because we are away from everybody sitting down ready to eat this. And I am getting quite good at uh, getting it here before it melts, but it's it's considerably hotter today than it was last time we reviewed a Dole Whip. So uh, we better start getting at All it. All right, you want me to take the first bite? I yeah, guess go I Yeah, go for it. Okay, it's a chocolate and strawberry swirl. And this was 549. Mmm. Mmm. That is already a lot better than the watermelon. Let me see the strawberry though, because before we were saying the watermelon was kind of like an Italian ice flavor. Let's see what the strawberry is like. I like that it's not too sweet. It blends in perfectly with each other. Like it complements each other really well. Chocolate obviously tastes like a, a soft serve chocolate, but the strawberry is like a super simple, light, refreshing strawberry taste. Very, very natural almost. And the strawberry is way more similar to the Dole Whip taste and texture as a regular Dole Whip. The watermelon really wasn't hitting that Dole Whip mark in my opinion. This is getting a lot closer. And as reference, within the past 10 days or so, I have eaten both the watermelon and a regular pineapple vanilla swirl Dole Whip. And this is definitely, it's obviously two different flavors in the pineapple vanilla swirl, but as far as like the quality of the ice cream itself, it's much closer to Dole Whip, I think. Yeah. And another thing I should mention is when I went to pay, they asked me, do you want it as pictured or just the ice cream? So you can do that. Um, and I said as pictured. In the picture though, they had these little Valentine's Day rock candies surrounding the glass. Oh yeah. Those aren't here. Oh yeah. Yeah, so they gave you the strawberry. So they got the chocolate covered strawberry here, which I'm gonna let Haley have. Why? Because that's her favorite thing. It's one of, I like it a lot. I do, I do like chocolate covered strawberries. Now that I tasted the strawberry a little bit more, I wouldn't say it's very natural. I think that was a wrong word to use because there's nothing natural about this ice cream. It's, mm, I think it's kind of a natural strawberry It is flavor. a little bit. I mean, it Much kind, more than the watermelon. It almost tastes like a mixture. I'm, I'm not very good at describing food, so I apologize in advance. It's, it's kind of like, it tastes a little bit like candy and a little bit like a, a natural strawberry flavor. You can get anything from that. I, I apologize, but. It's really good. No, this is really good. It's so delicious. I think it is, I agree with what Corey said. I think it is much tastier than the watermelon one. I could definitely see myself getting this again over the watermelon one for sure. But this is limited edition um, Dole Whip. This so. is the month of February for Valentine's February. Day. Um, another good thing, like I mentioned in the watermelon video, the ice cream here is dairy free. There's not dairy. Mm -hmm. They don't use dairy to make the ice cream. So that's great. If you're lactose intolerant, you can still dig into this ice cream just fine. Just keep in mind the strawberry chocolate, that, that is regular chocolate. Uh, but like I mentioned, when you go to get your ice cream, you can say, you know, hold the strawberry, which we opted to not do. And Haley is gonna Let's take have it now. a bite of this. This is very messy. It's, very it's pretty. melting. It's got like sparkles and stuff on it. Yeah. I'll sh a little close up there. A little sparkly action. I'm gonna take a bite of this. What do you think? Mm, okay, I, like right away, I was like, um, texture's a little funny. I didn't really get like um, a very strong chocolate flavor, but as, I, as I'm tasting it, the, it, it almost tastes like dark chocolate. I'm not sure if they use dark chocolate or not. It's for sure not. dark chocolate. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, it definitely tastes like dark chocolate. It's not my favorite chocolate-covered strawberry in the world, but it definitely is good, and I'm gonna keep eating this. But before I do, <laughs> I wanna mention something. Um, so he said that this is dairy-free. I wanna just quickly show you something that I get from Starbucks, and it's a favorite of mine. I pretty much get it all the time, but I spiced it up a little bit, literally spiced it up a little bit. So I have here, it's um, an ice cream tea latte um, with coconut milk. You, this is dairy-free, 100%. And I added a pump of chai. And it is, it almost tastes like, like a very creamy, delicious cinnamon chai with a little bit of like earthy notes to it. All that with no actual cream. With no cream at all. And it's so, it's like, it has a little bit of a thick consistency, but not too thick, but it, it just like, it's just so delicious and so refreshing. And you know, green tea is not bad for you. So let's say this over like a, maybe a vanilla ice latte or something, have something a little bit more, it's not very sweet, which I do like. If you like sweet, sweet, sweet drinks, I would not go for this. Or I would ask for like a bunch of sugar in it or something, or like a bunch of pumps of like your favorite vanilla or whatever. But this is delicious. And I'm gonna enjoy this. I figured I'd just tell you one of my favorite things I like to get at the Starbucks here at Disney Springs. And I always default to Haley on when, what we're ordering at Starbucks. She really knows knows her Starbucks yeah. drinks. I don't, so I basically just say, you got it, order always, for me. <laughs> I order, always order like a, a fun drink or like something different or my absolute favorite, a matcha. And then you're just like, just order me one. Order me what? Order me whatever you're getting. <laughs> it's so good. So yeah, back to this ice cream though. I love this. This is so much better than the watermelon one. And honestly, is a contender right up there with all the other regular Dole Whips. This is great. I, I and I would say I'd say go out of your way and get this for the five bucks. Oh yeah, definitely. Especially since it's not here all year round. I would say definitely grab it at least once. And I think it's obviously enough for one person because I had a couple bites and it's literally almost gone here. Oh, so good. <laughs> so I'd say maybe get your own <laughs> and don't share. And then the last video I mentioned, the watermelon was good, but it was a little disappointing. It wasn't as good as I would hoped it would have been. Mm -hmm. This is just the opposite. I came in here expecting something similar to the quality of the watermelon Dole Whip and was surprised and blown away, honestly. This is better than I expected, so. And it's not like you don't want to share with me. It's literally, I think, I, I'm, I'm having a great time with the strawberry and my matcha. I'm letting you enjoy the ice cream. Oh, it's so good. There you have it. That's what Fiasco and his wife Haley thought of the strawberry and chocolate swirl Dole Whip that was at Marketplace Snacks at Disney Springs. And very, very intriguing. It's not actually the last Dole Whip review that we're going to have this week because one of my throwback reviews is going to be from one of the Dole Whips that I had that was a, a limited time offering, but will most likely be back next year. So yeah, that's why I'm throwing it in there. But really, they need to slow down with so many flavor combinations of Dole Whip. I mean, it it feels like it's almost getting out of hand at this point with with how many different variations they're trying. But 
then again, people seem to be enjoying a lot of them. I know that uh, the coconut one is is really, really popular right now, which I still need to actually try it. I have not done it yet, but man, they're just they're they're making so much it's hard to keep up with all of the different flavors. But hey, that's a great segue for keeping up with all the different flavors. Rhino, of course, is still going around and trying all the different flavors of vegan items that you can find throughout Walt Disney World and I believe recently we featured his review from from Hollywood Studios, Disney's Hollywood Studios, that is of the fake lobster roll, the lobster in quotations. And he is back with another review of a vegan item, at least vegetarian. I don't remember if it's vegan or not, so I shouldn't just speak like it is. But yeah, he is back with another item that is plant-based. I'll just go with that because that that encompasses all of it. Uh, it's a plant-based item that you can find at Disney's Hollywood Studios at Backlot Express. It is the Tatooine Two Sons, two sons Hummus. I tried to mix the suns and hummus together and it really started to blend there. But yes, Rhino is trying the Tatooine Two Sons Hummus from Backlot Express. And I already did listen to this one because I, I made sure that I premiered the video when it released on YouTube. So I actually sat there and, and listened to it. And while everything he says, I disagree with just based on looking at this thing, he he seems to have a, well, I'm not going to tell his opinions before you listen to it, but we'll go ahead and listen to what he has to say and we'll we'll take it from there. Hello, everyone. It is Rhino. I am here at Disney's Hollywood Studios today. And since this video is on the Disney Dining Channel, I think I'm going to do some Disney dining. And you guessed it probably already. I'm going to go to the Backlot Express. Now, Craig did do a video here about a Cuban sandwich not too long ago. But um, I, I know he mentioned, he had messaged me about it and said that there was also uh, like a plant-based hummus dish over here that I might like. So I was like, okay, next time I'm in Hollywood Studios, I'm going to try it. And lo and behold, here I am. So nothing wrong with trying that. I'm excited for it. I don't really know uh, too much about it other than I think it has a Star Wars themed name, but it's at Backlot Express over here. Uh, so can't have enough Star Wars related food. Honestly, we can tell from my Ewok mask and everything. So I'm going to head inside in there and eat. But before I get started, I just want to let everybody know that this video is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. They are experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. All right, let's go get something to eat. I got, I got my food. I got my, my, my order item, the Tatooine Two Sons Hummus. Tatooine Two Sons Hummus. Uh, I know it's, it, it, it sounds boring, but again, it's actually not because it has red pepper hummus topped with plant-based meat and sesame seed along with original hummus, the OG hummus, of course, uh, garnished with a cucumber relish, fried chickpeas, sesame seeds, and za'atar spice served with pita bread and a lemon vinaigrette tossed spring mix, which is nice. So it's like you can have a little salad if you want. You can just eat it with the, the little... Uh, the little pita breads. Um, I'm gonna try them both. I think it's. I think what's interesting about having stuff on top is it looks like it's gonna give it a real nice texture. So I'm gonna start with red pepper hummus. Normally, I I know everybody. I, I feel like that's a standard. Like everybody loves red pepper hummus. It's not usually my my favorite thing in the world, but um, I am going to put it on a little pita guy. 
And uh, I think it's interesting that it comes with plant-based meat. I never thought about adding meat to my hummus. I feel like my dining friend over here. Okay. By the way, I'm gonna tell you, I think these are brushed in garlic or butter or something. They have whatever's on the outside of an Olive Garden breadstick and I am here for it, 100%. This red pepper hummus, um, the plant-based meat does, like with the sesame seeds, does add a really interesting texture to it. I just, I literally never thought of doing something like this. It's interesting, it's just so, it's so red pepper. I gotta eat the other one, I gotta try the other one, I gotta try the other one. I'm gonna have a little piece of salad to clean the floor. We're going with the OG hummus now. I'm just gonna get a little bit of the relish in here, make sure I have some of the chickpeas. Hmm, hmm. I like just standard plain hummus, like original hummus, because it always feels just a little bit lighter to me. I like all the flavors of hummus, like, I'm gonna say, these fry, these like little, little chickpea fellas that are living up in here, they add a nice texture. They're not all as crispy as they should be. I'm assuming my hummus has been sitting out for a little bit because the, the bread feels a little questionable too, but um, I'm digging it right now. So this whole dish was $9.99. Um, I forget what it was after tax. It was like 10 something, but um, for the two pieces of hummus, the lettuce and the thing, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep eating. I'm gonna get back to you and let you, let you know what I think about this all said and done, okay? You wanna buy? I am done with the Tatooine Two Sons hummus, and my final consensus is, I think it's good. I don't think it's like a great meal by itself, because it's like, it's a lot of hummus, um, and I appreciate that about it. So I think if you're gonna split this with somebody, it's good, like a nice little snack, um, or here's my recommendation. Come on over here, grab that Tatooine Two hummus, and then all you have to do is pop right over to Baseline Tap House, right down the, right over here, just diagonal across the way. And that can be your, uh, you know, a vegan charcuterie board, I think at that point or something. So um, I I think it's kind of worth, uh, I think it's worth the money. It's 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 $9.99, like I said, it's 10 something after tax, I forgot. Um, uh, I'll overlay the whatever it was right here in the video, but I think it's a value. I think it's a value. I think it's worth it. Um, I almost want there to be like one other thing to go with the hummus though. I will say the um, the little pita breads are so good. Those were so good. I love the idea of the salad though, because it's nice little, like you can make a little, like a little thing for yourself, a little, little pita with a little lettuce, a little bit of the hummus in it. Cut one of those open, make yourself a little pocket if you want. I don't know, but it's almost like it needed maybe like a chip, just a little bit of chips or something, but I really did enjoy the texture that that meatless, um, that that uh, vegan meat gave to it, and then a uh, plant-based meat gave to it, and then um, the same with the the fried chickpeas, those things. I'm gonna do that at my house, actually. That's a, I think that's a really cool, fun idea. Um, but yeah, that, that's my tip. Uh, and again, I don't think it's a meal, um, because then it's just a ton of hummus, it's like one kind of thing, but I think it's a great, like, nice, snack a little accompaniment you know a nice little like let's just take a break and have something a little a little nosh here so rhino can say that thing was good as much as he wants but just watching the video it looked gross 
I mean, maybe that's that's one of those situations where it definitely tastes better than it looks, but it looked sad, it looked gross, and I I hope I'm able in the show notes to actually put up a photo of it along with the review. Of course, in the show notes, I, I feature the videos so you can go back and watch those, but we're trying to get photos working. We are undergoing some issues with Disunplugged on WordPress right now, and so we're we're trying to really figure that out and we might have to we might have to do a major overhaul of that entire site. So I know I know photos would be great to have to go alongside this so that way you can see the items that we're talking about and you know there's one place where you can find them, but we're trying to get that all figured out and hopefully we can have that soon so that way you can see what's actually being described there. I know that would be very helpful for a lot of people with with watching these reviews. So I'm working on it. I'm working on it, but it, it looks really gross. So I will just never believe him on that. But we are going to move on to one of my two throwback reviews that we have this week. And the first one is a really fun one that I did. It is it is a video that I started back. I don't, I don't even remember now at this point. It was definitely back in 2020, but I don't remember what month it is. But I, I decided that I wanted to try to find the best meal combination possible in Epcot. And I realized that while there's all these amazing pavilions around World Showcase, World Showcase. I don't know what that is. World Showcase. While I know there's all these great pavilions around around World Showcase, I don't feel like there's any one pavilion that I think has maybe like the best the best entree and dessert when it comes to quick service or snacks available. Obviously, some restaurants have awesome entrees and desserts and drinks and and that's that's great and all, but I really wanted to break it down and look at like what are the best entrees, what are the best desserts, and how can you make the best meal possible at at Epcot when you're going around World Showcase. So I set out to accomplish this task, and so far I've technically only accomplished one part of it because I I honestly I've been so caught up in festival food. I have a review coming up from Regal Eagle Smokehouse really soon that's more part of my barbecue series that I believe we heard last week when we talked about Flame Tree Barbecue, but I I, I can't seem to focus on the areas that I need to, so I have to I have to really kind of get back on track with some of these series that I'm I'm doing because I'm I am definitely all over the place with it. But yes, I I did try to find the best combination. And so I started with two staples that I believe are it's some of the most popular items that you'll find at World Showcase, the fish and chips from the United Kingdom Pavilion, as well as school bread from from the Norway Pavilion. And that's just my first stop. Again, I have to continue doing this there's so many decisions to make with it. I have a feeling that once France opens up their new their new dining, they, that's potential that I could find both an entree at the the patisserie that they have in the back. That's not a patisserie, is it? I don't even remember the name of it now. But the bakery that they have in the back, or with the the new crepe stand, I don't know. Maybe I'll be able to find a combination of items from both of those. Make the best. You also have the ice cream shop there. It might be a one stop shop for for dessert and for an entree but we'll just we'll have to wait and see with it i've i've got to keep making my way around world showcase but let's go ahead and listen to my first attempt at finding the best meal combination ever at epcot's world showcase 
Hey everyone, it's Craig here at Epcot, and today I am going to head around the World Showcase to try to find the best quick service combination meal. So what do I mean when I say quick service combination meal? I mean, I'm going to find one entree and then one dessert. It doesn't have to be from the same country. It can be from multiple different countries, but I'm gonna see if I can find what is the best meal that you could have by dining around the World Showcase. And I have an idea for what I want for my entree. It's going to be one of my favorites that you can find here in the World Showcase, and we'll head there in just a second. But then for the dessert, I think I'm gonna try an item that isn't really a favorite of mine. I've had it a couple times and I've never been blown away, but I know it's one of the most popular food items that, that people love in the World Showcase. So then I'll try that for dessert and see if the two of them together make the, the best Epcot meal, the most perfect World Showcase meal. And, you know, I'm probably not gonna nail it here on this first time. I might have to continue on trying different items and in, in other videos to find that best combination but i've got to start somewhere so i'm gonna start with with the one that i'm about to do and maybe i'll even expand it to like signature beverages and uh, drinks and, and such to really to really up it and maybe even appetizers one day who knows we can get crazy as we want to but let's go ahead and get going to our first country so i can get my entree of course I had to come to United Kingdom for my entree because I want fish and chips. There is nothing quite better at World Showcase than the fish and chips that you can get here in the United Kingdom. And of course you have multiple places you can get them. You can get it at the Yorkshire County Fish Shop. You can get them inside Rose and Crown Pub. And then you can also get them inside the Rose and Crown Dining Room if you are doing the full service meal there. But uh, right now, I guess from Monday to Friday, they are only doing uh, fish and chips orders out of Rose and Crown. So the Yorkshire County Fish Shop wasn't even open for me as an option. So I had to go inside Rose and Crown, but simple, easy process. Uh, they basically hand you a bag with your fish and chips when it is ready. And then there's condiments inside the bag and silverware, napkins, everything you need to have the perfect meal. And so now I have nothing left to do, but to actually dig in and enjoy my fish and chips. And in case you're wondering, what I put on my fish and chips. Let's, uh, let's get that out of the way. The condiments come with malt vinegar, tartar sauce, and ketchup. Malt vinegar goes on everything. There is not enough malt vinegar. It goes on the french fries, it goes on the fish. I usually would take like probably six to eight packets and pour it over everything, but they only gave me two, so I'm gonna have to make do with that. Tartar sauce, fish only. I'll accept it on some of the french fries, of course, but you know, it's for your for your fish. And then the fries, honestly, I'll use a little ketchup because I don't have enough malt vinegar, but typically I would just load up the entire thing with only malt vinegar and enjoy that nice vinegar taste. So I'm gonna get started here. My malt vinegar is on, so now it is time to load the fish up with a little bit of tartar. Take that first wonderful bite. There is just this perfect amount of grease that hits your mouth with the first bite of fish and chips here in the United Kingdom. And for years and years and years, it's remained one of the uh, the best dishes you can find at Epcot's World Showcase, and it is still that way. I know I'm eating it very weirdly right now, but obviously I wanna cut down on how much I'm touching. And for all you, uh, for all the British uh, viewers out there, please let me know what I'm, I'm doing wrong, how I'm eating this incorrectly so I can fix it for next time. 
Did I not use enough malt vinegar? Did I use too much? Uh, am, am I a monster for using tartar sauce or ketchup? Let me know what I'm doing wrong with it, but oh, now I'm gonna be even weirder and take a bite from a different side, but I just, the fish and chips, they're so golden fried perfectly every single time. The fish inside the cod is just nice and flaky. And like I said, it's just the right amount of greasy. It's very greasy. Don't get me wrong on that. This is not like, this isn't like eating a perfectly dabbed off meal where there's no grease and anything. It is just, it's swimming in it, but you're on vacation. It's the perfect way to have it. Mmm. The malt vinegar has been soaking on the, the chips now for a little while. So they are the two S's, salty and soggy. Soggy from that malt vinegar and salty because of course they're, they're nice and salty. Oh, hey, I also forgot. Boom, there's a little lemon wedge in here for, for the fish and the meal. That makes me happy. I didn't see that before. But yeah, I, I love the chips here. They're perfect for a meal on their own. I am on my final bites and I miss it already. This truly is one of the best food options you can get here at World Showcase for quick service meals, that is. And man, just the price, $13 for fish and chips, but the portion size you get is just massive. The, the amount of fries is just staggering. The fish, I wish there was more, but hey, I always wish there was more fish in there. But it is just a solid meal all around. Tastes amazing. Again, almost too much food for one person at a great price. So I can't recommend it for enough. One of my absolute favorites. And that leads us to dessert though. Now that the entree portion is done and you'll have to wait to see where I'm going for that. Are those guesses in? Okay, now that the guesses are in, let's get going. I am now on to dessert. And as you saw, I got my dessert in Norway. So it pretty much you, you can guess what I ended up getting here. It's a favorite for many people. Again, I don't really like it that much, but it's been a while. So I'm willing to uh, give it another shot, see if I do like it. I'm talking, of course, about school bread. You can find it typically inside the bakery at Norway. That's only open right now on Saturdays and Sundays. Uh, but the school bread is still available at the kiosk where you can get beer and liquor. Uh, it's available there Monday through Friday. So it is still something you're able to get during the weekdays of course it is a nice it's a it's a cheap dish overall it's only four and a quarter i believe and and it's a big pastry a sweet bread that is filled with custard and then dipped in coconut and i think a lot of the reasons why i don't really like school bread that much is because i'm not a huge fan of coconut i i like it from time to time but it's not my favorite thing in the world but i do love custard and basically just a big custard donut filled with with even well it's a big donut filled with custard and just topped with that coconut so there's a lot to love in it and let's see if I love it this time so I have the cut now here comes the bite honest time right now I don't know if it's just that it is nice and warm here at Epcot and the custard inside the school bread is so cool and chilling and kind of refreshing, but I'm really feeling the school bread right now. It's still not my favorite dessert at 
World Showcase by any stretch of the imagination, but I understand it a little bit more right now. It's, I, I like that the sweetness isn't too artificial, but it also doesn't feel, you know, it doesn't feel at the same time like it's, it's too jam-packed with sugar. It, a lot of the flavor really is that vanilla custard. It's that, that strong vanilla flavor that, again, doesn't taste artificial in any way. And the coconut, the flavor of the coconut just adds a little bit to it. But for me, the only downside to this really is the texture of the coconut. I don't, I don't love the texture that it brings to this, but everything else about it, I'm okay with. I, I, I'm more than okay with it. I, I like it a lot. So it's not, again, it's not my favorite by any stretch of the imagination, but I get why a lot of people like the school bread. And honestly, with having the fish and chips earlier and then having this this pastry custard donut type thing, I, I think this is actually a really good combination meal between the fish and chips and the school bread. I think it's a combo that from two sides of World Showcase, but work together in harmony. So this this could potentially be the best combination you could find at Epcot's World Showcase, but I'm not 100% I'm not positive yet. I clearly have to keep going around and trying more meals, and entrees, and desserts until I find that perfect combination. So I'm going to keep up with that, and I need you to suggest places for me. Where do you want me to get a quick service meal next time? Uh, do you want me to go to Japan? Do you want me to go to the, the bakery in France? Where do you want me to go? And what do you want me to eat for dessert? Let me know and I'll start to pair the combos together and we can start to figure out the perfect meal and hopefully we figure it out one day sooner than later. I don't know why I put that music bed in there. I must have thought that I was like really low energy when I was recording this or when I was going back to edit it. Something something motivated me to put music in. I know I've done it from time to time, but I am never consistent on it. So I have no clue why I did it in this situation. I, so I, I hope you didn't find it as annoying as I did, but... I found it pretty annoying this time around, but I think I think I did get a good combination there in the first one with the fish and chips as well as the the school bread and I can't wait to pick this one back up more. And honestly, I I'm ready to go back and get more fish and chips as well too because I feel like I need to actually get them at the Yorkshire County Fish Shop. I know it's I know it's all mixing together. And since then, I've had a lot of conversations with friends about it that I thought that the the fish that you got at the actual inside the pub was the same fish that you got inside the restaurant at Rosen Crown. But apparently, now all three are the same. So before... I thought that the the Yorkshire County Fish Shop had its uh, it was tilapia for the longest time, and then it switched. To, uh, I can't remember the name of the fish that it currently has right now, but uh, that's I knew that they made that change. But then, like I just said, the the restaurant has always served cod, but now. And then I thought that the fish you got from inside the pub served the cod because I figured those two kitchens would be connected together. But I guess actually the the pub is more connected to the restaurant or not the restaurant, but the fish shop, the fish stand. And I know I'm all over the place with this, but this is how much it confused me. But 
anyways, my friend Brooke ended up telling me that all three are now using the exact same fish. So not even the restaurant anymore apparently is using cod, which just like blows my mind. But she also lived in England for a while and said that that a lot of times that fish and chip shops will not actually use cod, even though I, I always thought that that's that's like the only fish that you should use if you're you're in United Kingdom or Ireland and making fish and chips. I, I thought that it was it had to be cod, but apparently, no, there's there's a lot of places that will just use any similar tasting white fish. So that was really eye opening to me. But I need to go back in there and I need to give it uh, I need to give it more chances. I, I need to really let that fish sink in with me. And I will I will do that at some point. But we are going to wrap up this week's episode with one final review. And I already gave it away that it was going to be a Dole Whip review. And that's exactly what it is. And back during the holiday season at Magic Kingdom on the first day when the holidays kicked off, I decided to try the pistachio Dole Whip float that they had in Adventureland. And I was, I was not going to get it, but I was hanging out with friends basically the entire day. Uh, my friend Brooke that I just mentioned, uh, Molly from All Ears, lots of, lots of friends. And every single one of them kept bringing up the, the pistachio dole whip float and whether or not I got it or I was going to get it. And eventually I just gave in and was like, if so many people are talking about this thing, I need to actually just try it myself. So I, uh, it, oh, the pistachio they've had before. So that wasn't like a brand new concept, but this time it was with chai that they were serving it as a float. So the pistachio Dole Whip on a chai float, and that's what made it unique. And now if you didn't watch that video way back when you're going to get to hear what I had to say about it, because well, a, I want to play it and B, I do believe that it's something they will bring back this next holiday season, maybe a little bit altered from what it was this year, but uh, it probably will come back in some way, shape or form. So it'll be good to know before you, you head to Walt Disney World in the uh, in the next holiday season. So let's go ahead. Listen to it. Hello, everyone. It is Craig here in Magic Kingdom. I am standing in Adventureland right outside of Aloha Isle because I'm going to try one of their seasonal specialties that they have here in the park. It is a pistachio chai tea float. It has pistachio flavored soft serve. And then the float stuff is a, is a chai tea, the float liquid. And then it's served with a red velvet cake pop. To me, it sounds absolutely disgusting, but I'm willing to give it a try at least once and see if it's any good. So I already placed a mobile order and it is ready for pickup now. So I'm going to go grab it and we'll get to eat. As you can see from my sweat stains on where my backpack was, uh, it is very hot. So this pistachio, pistachio chai tea float from Aloha Isle is melting very quickly. I was I spent too much time looking for a place to sit down and eat around Pecos, uh, not Pecos Bill, but um, around Tortuga Tavern. But there is just absolutely no seating available anywhere. It is a busy day here. So uh, I'm sure it'll still taste the same, even though it's a little melted. But just to remind you again, this is pistachio soft serve. It's chai tea. Uh, it's a, like a frozen chai tea down at the bottom and then a red velvet cake pop and it was $6.29 after tax. 
starting with the soft serve there. I didn't get down to any of the chai tea yet. You know, the soft serves actually, it's surprisingly refreshing. It's very milky. Like, it's not like Dole Whip, pineapple, or even orange where, you know, it's it's got that citrus first flavor. Like this, this basically just tastes like pistachio, ice cream, soft serve, substitute. And it's really, really good. It works right now. It works on a hot day. I didn't think it would, but... But yeah, I actually like this a lot. I don't think I would order it all the time, but if I'm trying to be in like a festive spirit, yeah, it actually, it really works. But let me get down to the chai tea. Uh, the chai tea, it's not overly sweet. It's it's pretty tasty. So if you've ever had like the the chai tea lattes they serve at at Wawa or if you're up north, Sheets, it basically tastes like that. It's you know, it's not like oh they're roasting chai tea in the back and then making a proper like mixture out of it. No, this is this tastes like it probably came out of a box or something and they just poured it in the cup or poured it in a freezing machine and then went there, but it's good. And I'm not knocking it for that. It's just, uh, you know, it's not the most fancy thing in the world. So now I'm gonna try to have a little bit of it together. And the flavors work together. It's, you know, for the, the pistachio, it's just more cream than anything. There's like a slight, there's like a slight I don't, I, it's just green and that's what's throwing me off with the mintiness of it, but you know, it's, it's pistachio flavored. I can't say anything more than that, it's pistachio. And then the, the chai tea is very vanilla-ish and it just all works. It all works together really well. So it's not a, it's not a cool off in the middle of the day, but it's like, this would be perfect uh, if it was, you know, just a little bit warm outside and you need to relax. Um, you know, you don't want this you don't want this on a cold, cold night. That's not gonna work. But let me try the cake pop. It's a melted red velvet cake pop. Nothing to write home about, just extra sugar. So, as I sit here rambling about the pistachio chai tea float, I'd say I'd get it again. I'd actually recommend trying this at least once. If, if you think you're going to like this, I think you'll actually end up being pleasantly surprised by it. Very creamy, milky drink. Again, not, a, not necessarily refreshing citrus like you're used to at Aloha Isle, but I still definitely recommend it. So you can find it through the holiday season here at Magic Kingdom and Walt Disney World. So Sometimes when I listen to these back, I don't understand how I can go on and on and on for so long about something that really should only take about a minute or two to describe. But 
That lines up with a lot of comments that people write about me saying that I'm very long-winded and that I love to hear myself talk. I don't love to hear myself talk. I don't know where that concept came from. I actually really hate it. I am just one of those people that hates awkward silence. And when I feel like no one else is starting to speak up, that I just have to fill that gap. And if you have a blank look or expression on your face, then I just assume you're not going to talk and I will keep rambling and rambling and rambling and rambling. And it is, it is bad. And that has, that has transformed from just on, on shows that we do to now dining reviews. And even this as an example, where I just seem to go on and on and on and on, because in my head, I feel like I have to do more than I need to, or also filling the awkward silence. But this isn't so much about the awkward silence. This is, am I being thorough enough? Am I being, uh, but I need to start thinking, am I being too thorough? Did I already make the point 16 times and I'm just looping back around to make sure that I didn't miss anything else? I don't know. I don't know. But those are the, uh, those are the things that go on my head, go in, go on inside my head as I'm, I'm doing all of this. And yes, welcome. Welcome to my brain. It's uh, scary inside to say the least. But uh, one good thing is I feel like I'm starting to get rid of my problem of really throwing in an and or so right at the end of the sentence. I'm, I'm trying to get better about these pauses. And I think I'm making a little bit of, of forward progress with it. So keep it up, Craig. In a couple of years, you're going to look back at yourself and say, why did you ever do that in the first place? Okay, well, this this isn't going to become a place for me to just have like a therapy session. That's not what you actually want to hear. You just want to hear those food reviews. But we're out of time this week and we're out of reviews. I didn't pull any more for this episode. So we're just going to have to wait and 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 be patient until the next episode comes out. And actually, I just realized I said so. So I'm screwing up again. Oh, no, I'm stuck in a loop now time to get out of this. I really hope you enjoyed this week's episode. I really hope you're enjoying getting to hear these dining reviews and you're enjoying that the dining show has returned. Please, 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 if you're listening to this through Apple Podcasts, please leave positive ratings and reviews if you are enjoying this. And uh, that would really help help get people to not only realize that this show is back, but also maybe encourage people to to listen to this show just in case they they abandoned it a long time ago and and they don't don't realize that oh it's back and there's actually there's actually something worthwhile here for it. And uh, yeah, I I just want to make sure that everyone gets the word out that that it's back and, and enjoyable. So I think the only new review since the last episode was was from Uber Irritated. And thank you very much for that that review. And I think I already I already mentioned JNS seven three one and funners before. So it doesn't matter. Thank you again for your positive reviews. Please continue to leave them. Please remember, keep in mind Dreams Unlimited Travel when you're booking your next vacation. And that's all I have to say. So I hope everyone has a great week, and I will see you again real soon with another episode of the Disney Dining Show. Bye-bye. <laughs>